Money is simply a currency for value in this world. The more value you provide, the more money you'll make. And then you'll be able to provide even more value to this world. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to create a life of high performance that is aligned to your heart's purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level possible, have an impact on this world and be fulfilled till your last day. My name is Trang, high performance coach and speaker and your host for the show. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome back. If you are new to the show, then welcome. I am so grateful that you've decided to tune in and you've taken time out of your day to join me. It means a lot to me and I hope and trust that this will be valuable to you. It's a great episode that you have tuned into because this is going to be quite different and a little bit more personal or a lot more personal than the usual episodes. And that's because today I am talking about how I got to my first six-figure year in business. Now, I've been thinking about talking about this for a while, but I have hesitated on it because money isn't something that I talk about often. It's not my primary driver. So I didn't want to do this whole episode on this and, you know, come across as a wanker or come across like I'm boasting. (laughs) I didn't want that. But at the same time, I do believe that this is an important conversation to have because I, I believe that a lot of people have an unresourceful belief and relationship with money. You know, where some people believe that money's the root of all evil or You know, rich people are only rich because they're selfish and they are deceitful. I believe that money is simply a currency for value in this world. The more value you provide, the more money you'll make. And then with that money, you have more power to provide even more value in this world. And that's a lot of responsibility, but it's a responsibility for good. So money, I believe, is a currency for value. Like some people think that money is a currency of time. And in some ways it is. But think about this. Why do some people working at a cafe make $20 an hour, whereas a surgeon in that same hour will make $8,000, right? Think about why some companies make millions and billions of dollars, something that comes to mind because of a podcast I was listening to recently, the app, the dating app Bumble, which is very similar to Tinder, but only women can message first. Only women can message the the men first. This app was made by Whitney Wolf Hurd, and it's a multi-billion dollar company because it's needed, it's valuable, and it came out at the time where there was nothing like it versus like thousands and hundreds of thousands of other companies and apps that haven't made it. So I believe that money is a currency for value 
And having more money means you have more value in this world. You have more power to do good and more responsibility to help more people. It's a really powerful, great thing. Now, another reason why I hesitated to do this episode is because there was a voice in my head that was like, some people are going to judge this and some people are going to laugh at this because you know, I'm talking so openly about something quite personal, but also to some people, like six figures a year is nothing. <laughs> so part of me, and for a split second, a voice in my head was like, oh, maybe you should wait till you're making seven figures a year before you do this episode. But then I was like, hold on a minute. I remember the time when I used to think six figures was insanely impressive and so unattainable. That wasn't that long ago. And now that I'm here, I have achieved what I previously dreamt of. And now I, I'm still feeling in some ways insecure about it compared to other people. And that's the thing. There's always going to be more levels. There's always going to be more levels. And nothing ever changes when you get to that next level because there's always going to be another level above it. You know, there are people who make seven figures a year and they'll feel insecure about it because they are comparing themselves to other people who make seven figures a month. <laughs> and I, I thought to myself, for every person who might judge or who might laugh at this, there's going to be someone out there who was in my shoes just a few years ago, who is at the start of their journey, you know, starting out in business, changing careers and wanting to go out there on their own, who just want to make it work, who are currently dreaming of, of making six figures and thriving. This is going to inspire them. And this can very much be the episode that plants a seed for them that will allow them to create and to live their dream business in the future. And that is the risk I'm willing to take. And that is what makes this worth it. Because, yeah, like if, if I can do it, you know, someone with no prior background, knowledge or skill in business as a one woman show, if I could like one woman show plus the help of mentors and, and um, of course, things like that. But if I could do it building from zero to where it is now, then you can too. Now, this episode could be five hours long because, of course, there have been many dots and many doors that I've walked through that have led to the first six-figure year in business. Many of them are accidental, right? Like many of them are just split-second decisions I've made or like just door opportunities that have just popped up and I said yes. And I think that's really important to point out because like, yeah, partly it is luck, but I do believe that luck is where opportunity meets preparation. And I think a lot of people, you know, they, they when they have quote unquote made it, they're like, oh yeah, you know, this was always meant to be. I had this planned the whole time, but more often than that, more often than not, that's not true. More often than not, people... People get places 
based on just one door opening after another and it just turns out that way. Um, and other aspects as well is, of course, like despite failures, despite self-doubt, despite rage quits and all of those things, right? Like I, I failed my very first personal training TAFE course. <laughs> I failed it. I did well in high school in VCE and then six months later, I failed a TAFE course. And then I had to reset that um, to become a personal trainer. And that was the first seed that got planted for me to start business because doing personal training was something that where I wasn't employed. I was a subcontractor. And that just kind of accidentally happened. Um, but yeah, like, you know, despite all the failures and despite all the rage quits, I continued to show up and I stayed consistent. You know, my first workshop, two people came plus mum and dad. Um, two rebrands as I've evolved and I'm like, oh, this business isn't it anymore. Should I just strip this all away and start a new one or, or not. And I've done that twice over. But despite all of that, I've continued to show up in all of those things, which is necessary and which you already know in order to achieve success. So all of that is a given, right? Plus, you know, developing the skills and the knowledge when it comes to business, you know, branding, marketing, sales, um, systems, all of those things, right? They, they're all given. That I'm not going to go into detail in this episode because, ugh, I mean, that it's a whole other rabbit hole to go down. But what I do want to share is a unique perspective in various ways where behind the scenes, I, I did do things that others might not be aware of, that might not be as obvious, that led to my first six-figure year. So the first thing was I worked relentlessly on my own self-worth, on my perceived self-worth. And this, you know, some people will hear this and they're like, oh, that's a little bit airy-fairy. It's like wishy-washy. It's not tangible. But I'm telling you that this is the first thing that I'm sharing because this is like a fundamental pillar in achieving my first six-figure year. It's what changed for me to have multiple five-figure years in business to then hit the first six-figure year when I did. And I remember there was a distinct moment because what happened was I had launched a my, my very first online course and it was quite an intensive online course that was actually worth, it would have been worth thousands. But at the time I had such low self-worth and all I wanted to do was to fill up the spots. Like I was in survival mode. I just wanted to fill up the spots. I didn't care about anything else. I was desperate to fill up spots. So I was selling it, something that was worth thousands, I was selling it for $500. And if I divided that per hour, that was like $35 an hour, which is massively undervaluing myself. And I remember I hopped onto a group coaching call with my mentor and my intimate group of um, kind of like other business owners and coaches at the time. And I was excited at the time. I was like, hey, I've like sold two spots into my course. I'm feeling really good. And then my mentor was like, oh, awesome, Trang. Like, great, great job. How much did you sell the spots for? And I was like, 
already knowing, you know, where this was going, I was like 500. And my mentor looks at me and everyone looks at me like their jaw, their jaws drop essentially. And my mentor, we, we knew each other really well. So like, you know, really brutally honest. He was like, Trang, <laughs> that makes me feel ill. That like, that makes me feel sick. Oh my God. Oh, my, my stomach dropped. I just knew that I was about to be told. Um, and in that session, like, it was like, Trang, you've, you've got to see your value. You're worth so much more than that. And one after the other, everyone else in the group was like, Trang, like you can't be charging that. You're going to charge way more than that. And they would share examples of how much they were charging, you know, like individuals who like technically were less qualified than me, but were charging like 10 times more than what I was. I was in tears by the end of this. And I was in tears from just realizing how much I had undervalued myself and almost exasperation of, oh my God, all these others, all all these other coaches and business owners were doing so well and they were able to make sales at higher prices. But why couldn't I? So overnight, based on the help of external validation and support in that session and through my own I did some journaling that night. So through my own internal shift in perspective overnight, I more than doubled what I charged for that course. And guess what? Within two weeks, I still managed to fill the entire course. And the previous narrative that I had told myself, oh, no one's going to pay more than $500. Like who's going to pay that much for me? It, it, it just got completely smashed into smithereens overnight. And that was the first moments that I started to think differently and I started to charge more. You know, sure, some people won't be able to afford premium coaching, but that's fine. Like you can't please everyone. And I have a certain set of skills and I have a certain set of caliber of clients who I want to work with. And I want to work with clients who are committed and who are ready to take a leap. Not everyone can afford Gucci, but those who can afford Gucci are going there and they're not going to Kmart. (laughs) So that was, um, that was actually like a bit of a side note that just highlighted the power of group programs so much. Like without it was one thing, my mentor telling me how much I was worth, but hearing all of my, um, all of my other friends agree and tell me the same thing. It just empowered me so much. And that's why like even empower your potential. I notice the power of group programs and how everyone uplifts each other so much and it instills belief. And that's the key belief and your perception of your self-worth. It's the first step to creating success because if you don't have that, you're not going to be able to do it. Like I couldn't have sold $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 programs at the level of self-worth that I had back then. It would have come across as real phony. I wouldn't have believed in myself and other people would be able to see that. 
So the the point of this story is you must, you must work on your self-worth. And sure, that comes from external validation and support. There's definitely something about having some external support and external belief. You know, we you often hear, oh, it's got to be all internal. And yeah, it's got to be internal, but there's something about having someone from the outside and a group of people who you trust from the outside stand behind you and have your back. So you've got to work on your self-worth. Surround yourself in a group of people who are in full belief for you and do what I did, you know, constantly write down lists on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. I'd say weekly, ideally weekly, write down lists of reasons and evidence of why you are capable and of why you are so good and why you are so worthy and keep doing that until you start to believe it. You know, the human brain will naturally latch onto, you know, negative things, right? You have 10 good things happen and then one bad thing hap- one bad thing happens and you constantly focus on that bad thing. So you've got to drown out the negatives. You've got to constantly focus on what is good about you. And some people might listen to this and be like, oh, well, isn't that going to risk turning into arrogance and, you know, leading to an overinflated ego? And what I say to that is, yeah, it might. But what's the true problem here? Are you dealing with that or are you dealing with lack of self-belief? Are you dealing with crippling imposter syndrome and self-doubt? So don't worry about that. It's going to be a long way before you, you've got too much arrogance. Majority of the population have issues with self-worth more than an ego, an overinflated ego. And very often, just saying, an overinflated ego is simply the external disguise of a very fragile ego on the inside, a very broken sense of self. So number one is you've got to work on your self-worth. And that's what I did. Now, the second thing was over the last 18 months, I remember I had a conversation about this with my mentor at the time. um, And this was something that I really focused on was playing harder. So taking more time off, recovering harder. And you've all heard this before, but I'm, I'm telling you, this is it. Like, you've got to do this. Don't just hear it and be like, yeah, 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 that's not for me. I, for the last 18 months, I have traveled more than I have in years. Yeah, sure, that's partly because of COVID. Um, but also, I've been in phases where I'm just like head down, bum up, working days, nights, weekends. But the last 18 months, I've traveled so much, like weekends away, interstate travel, leisure travel, you know, overseas travel when borders opened again. I've taken nights off, weekends off. I've socialized more. And this has then allowed me to work harder. And you might be thinking, okay, well, how can you play harder and work harder at the same time? Well, what I mean is I work harder, but not longer by recovering more, by playing harder, the hours that I do work and it's still the same amount of hours, 
I'm able to be more productive. And oh my gosh, have I noticed this? Like I come back from a weekend away and I'm so rejuvenated, so revitalized. And I come back to work with this heightened sense of creativity, this heightened inspiration, this extra sense of purpose and drive and and focus and productivity because I'm well rested and oh my gosh, it's just insane. The level of productivity I have in the same amount of work hours. And then of course, because I'm more productive in the same amount of work hours and then I am resting properly as well and I'm playing harder and I'm meeting new people and I'm traveling to different places and I'm going on adventures, this level of work productivity becomes sustainable. It becomes sustainable because I'm working hard, but I'm playing hard as well. And this is a message I want to share because I know many high achieving individuals out there are more likely in the boat of overworking than underworking. And if you're in the boat of working too much and your life is very one dimensional, you're missing other aspects of your life, like relationships, socializing, adventures, travel, you know, hobbies, then this message is for you. But it's not for everyone. There are some people who need to work harder and longer. <laughs> like even I think back to one of the um, rounds of Power Your Potential, you know, being a small group program, I actually told two different women in the same group, two completely different things. One of them had to step back. Like they were working seven days. They were, you know, it was coming from a place of passion. But I was like, I was like, girl, (laughs) you need to step back like what I did. And then for another woman in the exact same group, it was the complete opposite message. Like you need to hustle down. Like, well, you need to put your foot down and and hustle a little bit more. You need to stop distracting yourself. And, And that's the thing. It's going to be different for everyone, but. For for majority of people who are overworking, this message is for you because it's made such a key difference to me. I've gone from just working at 70% and, you know, just going through the motions through because of exhaustion to now working with so much energy and productivity and just the output is insane for the level of input. Now, the last one, the last thing that I started to do in order to lead to this, this first six-figure year was I finally focused on six figures. Like previously, I had some wounds and some unresourceful beliefs around money. And I was like, oh, I don't need, I don't want to focus on that. That's just a bit greedy. That's just selfish. I won't focus on money. Um, It'll just happen. That's what I thought. But when you don't focus on something, you're not going to create it, right? If you're not focused on dating, you're less likely going to meet someone. (laughs) If you're not focused on getting fit or eating healthy, you're less likely going to get fit and eat healthy, right? You've got to focus on it. So For me, I started to focus on, okay, this financial year, I want to make and I will make, right? My energy wasn't just, oh, I hope to make this. I I wish I will make this. 
my energy was, I will make this. I will create this. And I filled up my mind with this focus and with this vision. Like I visualized six figures. So I visualized like specifically the number 100,000. I visualized it weekly, if not daily. It's all I saw. It's all I saw. It's what I lived and breathed. You know, everything I thought, felt and did was at the standard of hitting at least six figures that financial year. There was, there was no question about it. It was just what every ounce of my body and my mind was pointing towards. And because I put so much energy behind it and there became so much belief towards it, it happened and it happened more than what I expected as well. So that's what you've got to do. If you want something bad, you you don't just set it as a goal and forget it, right? New Year's resolutions or set it on the 1st of January and then it just fades away into the distance. You've got to set it and then you've got to emotionally and mentally and spiritually connect to it every single day. It needs to be everything that you are living for. And when you have that much energy towards a certain pursuit, yeah, it's going, it's going to happen <laughs> when you put every fiber of your body towards it. So something that I tell my clients to do, and this is one example of how you can, um, how you can put your focus towards such a specific outcome. And there are many other strategies that I share to my clients as well. But here's one example. Get a pad of post-it notes and on each post-it note, write down the exact outcome that you want to achieve. Then rip off each post-it note and stick it up everywhere in your house, on the back of the bathroom door, on the front of the fridge, on your mirror, in your bedroom, on your washing machine, on your dishwasher, like put it everywhere. So it is going to be something that you're constantly reminded to think about. And every time you walk past it, just be like, yep, that's my that's my outcome. Yep, that's what I'm working towards. Yep, that's what I'm getting closer to every single day. Yep, that is going to be my life. Yep, that's going to be my reality. Yep, that is normal for me. It's not just a goal. It's normal for me. And that's what I did as well. I put post-it notes everywhere. <laughs> And actually, I just I just gave that specific recommendation to a one-on-one mentoring client who is going from, you know, working full-time, employed full-time, and she will be in her business full-time in a year from now. Like, she will be. I know it. And she is determined. So the exact same thing, right on her post-it note, full-time business full-time business and put that everywhere in her house. And I asked her to do that. And that's exactly what it takes. (laughs) All these little tiny daily hacks that makes a really big difference. So that's what you've got to do. You've got to stay focused. And these are things that, like what I've just shared, right? Working working on your self-worth. Playing harder. 
focusing on that outcome. These are things that are going to be very easy for you to finish up this podcast and be like, eh, and just never do it. It's easy because they're not super tangible and they're not going to yield results straight away. That is what's so dangerous about this. But I'm telling you, the reason why I'm sharing these specific aspects is because these were the key pillars to me achieving my first six-figure year in business. So I am going to challenge you. Which one out of these three are you going to implement as soon as possible? And that's another key indicator of success, how quickly you execute something that you learn. So how quickly are you going to execute this? Are you going to have post-it notes up in your house by the end of today? Are you going to sit down and write down a list of 20 reasons why you are worthy? Are you going to take tonight off? Are you going to take this weekend off? You've got to do these things if you want to achieve success. And this is in regards to my business making six figures a year, but this could be in any pursuit that you are interested in. So what I want to finish off this podcast with is this. Remember everyone, everyone who's listening, remember your external world is always only ever a reflection of your internal world. You can only create an external reality of success, of making six figures a year, of making seven figures a year, of having the dream relationship. You can only create that if you are in full belief and you value that with every ounce of your body and your mind and your heart, of course. You can only create an external world that reflects your internal world. So go out there and chase big numbers in your business. Go out there and chase big numbers in your salary, even if you're employed. Chase it. Negotiate it. Because having more money means you are more valuable. And having more money, if you've got a million dollars in your bank account, you now have so much power to do good in this world. Like you have so much power to have an impact and to create change in this world with a million dollars in your bank account. Then if you were living paycheck to paycheck and all you can think about is you surviving and you putting food on the table and you, you know, being able to afford your next holiday, let alone helping other people. So put yourself in a financially free position so that you can do good and you can help others. And remember, sustainability, your ability to achieve, you know, whatever your financial goal is and then to sustain it It comes from being valuable. It comes from solving a problem that is aligned to your heart. You've got to have that because if you are building a business or you're working in a job that pays a lot of money, but deep down you don't believe in it and deep down it's not true to you and deep down you're not passionate about it, 
then it's not going to last a long time. You'll burn out. You'll stop. You'll you lose joy and fulfillment. And then you your performance will start to decline. You'll become miserable in your life. And you won't, you won't be able to show up in your work as well as you used to. So remember, your ability to achieve big financial outcomes and the sustainability of it comes from being valuable in a way that is aligned to your heart, aligned to your true purpose and what you believe in. All right, team, that's the end of this episode. That was definitely longer than I expected. And I know I say that every single episode. (laughs) When am I ever going to learn? Um, But I, I really do trust that the extra value in this episode is helpful for you. And I would love to hear what you think of this. Like if you're someone who is starting out in business, if you are starting a side hustle, if you want to go out there on your own as a freelancer, I would love to hear what you think of this. And I am thinking of running one more masterclass this year. The last masterclass that I ran on imposter syndrome was wildly impactful. Like the messages I received afterwards around how it was the best two hours and it's led to eons of an increase in confidence overnight, I am thinking of potentially running one more masterclass this year. Um, And if you have anything that you want to learn specifically about from me, and if you want to have access to me for two hours and to ask questions, then please send me a message and let me know if there's any topics that you'd like me to run a masterclass on. I'm potentially thinking about running a masterclass on building um, your, your business from zero to six figures. Um, and I'll go into some more like specifics and like s- like practical strategic business things in that masterclass than I have in this podcast. Um, but yeah, let me know if that's something that would pique your interest um, or whether you have any other topics that you'd like me to do. So yeah, all right, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to clock off. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. I appreciate you so, so much. You go out there and you make an impact on this world and you go out there and live your highest life. All right. Catch you in the next one. Ciao.